Welcome, fellow human, to the Disorganized Productions Podcast. The show that fuels your spirit, ignites your potential, and helps you become the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Rob, and each episode will embark you on a journey to unlock the power within you, tap into your limitless potential, and conquer life's challenges. All right. All right. We're ready to go, Mark. Thank you for hopping on uh, this organized productions podcast. Um, my new guest is a special one. Um, he, he doesn't need any introducement. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a nice conversation with Mark Sargent. <laughs> thanks very much for having me rob a, a pleasure a pleasure to be here i have not done i don't know if i've ever no no that's not true i've done some university uh uh things for students in in the netherlands wow yeah yeah what what kind of university was that you remember dude i just <laughs> i i probably couldn't pronounce it even if i did have it up in front of me. <laughs> uh but but it's weird what what happened was when when behind the curve when that Netflix documentary came out you know it went everywhere and it was and it was dubbed in a bunch of different languages and it was of course translated in a bunch of different languages and because of that it gave students the ability like there's a lot of classes now that it's required viewing like in in certain science classes for like alternative thinking they'll do a week on alternative thinking it's like oh yeah by the way Here's a, a Netflix documentary because there's no profanity yet. There's no nudity. You know, it might as well be rated G. Uh-huh. Um, and, and students will watch it. And then when they say, okay, um, we'd like you to do a project on alternative thinking, they'll be like, oh, I want to talk to one of these flat earthers. And so I get calls from different universities and high schools in different parts of the, in different parts of the world. It's great. Wow. Yeah. So, so it, it brings a lot of attention, isn't it? it it's, it's, it's a it, subject it, it, that... It, it, even the what? Well, come on, it's polarizing. And from a science standpoint, if you're in a science class, you, it doesn't get more interesting than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, science is pretty dry. And so when when people say, "Oh, you know, let's look at alternative thinking," well, who's who's the most alternative out there? Oh, flat earthers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it goes against the bedrocks of, of science. You know, everything in science boils down to the globe. And uh, and so we're like, nah, there's no globe. <laughs> you're 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 in a sound stage, you know. It's Shakespeare, all the world's a stage. You're on it, you know. It, it was built. They they in fact again the the premise for those of the people that are listening is that uh, even our best and brightest didn't figure it out till almost 1960, mm. right? He didn't even know for sure because we didn't have the tech to you know we didn't have decent pressurized aircraft or rockets or anything until about 1960. So the question is, if you find out that the world is indeed like a snow globe. Right, and you find out in 1960, do you all of a sudden, you know, hit the newspapers and tell people, no, 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 it, no. civilization's already been built. You can't tell people, just come out and say it. No. So it's like, no, let's keep a lid on this for as long as possible until yeah. we can figure out a way to use it to our advantage. Because, you know, information is the, the highest form of currency. Mm -hmm. And uh, And so, yeah, so when we figured it out back in 2015, we just started hitting the internet with it as fast as possible. And uh, here we are, eight years later. Yeah. 
getting bigger and nothing bigger. to be found now you, you really have to dig deep into youtube to find oh stuff good that I yeah found yeah as a 15 and 16 yeah once once they figured out how to shadow ban people and and drop you know they they figured out the algorithms to drop the real stuff the real good stuff deep deep into the thing to where when you're running into i mean come on when you're searching for flat earth you run into you know mainstream people mm -hmm. or big podcasters or big you know verified youtube channels and you know you'll run into joe rogan stuff and logan paul's stuff and jimmy kimmel oh, stuff and yeah you know, late late <laughs> night television you run into that first so we now have told people it's like okay if you like like when you're looking for me don't ever look for my youtube channel just type in um uh like flat earth mark I, I don't even I don't even endorse any of my stuff. I just say just type in flat earth mark, you'll find me eventually. The good but thing is in, what? I I put it in your name today at YouTube and you know what popped up? Your what? new podcast from uh behind the what was it? Let me see. Strange World? Yeah. It was uploaded one day ago. I was just listening to it. Uh was it oh, was it an interview? No, Strange World 440, let it begin. Ah, yeah, let it begin. The brand new year. Yeah. Yeah, and it was two days ago now that yep. it's been um, two days ago that it's been uploaded. So I found that directly because probably they haven't run it through the computers yet. So. Well no, no, no. You can you can type in flat earth mark all day long, but if you just type in flat earth, right? Oh no, you, no, you will no. never find like uh, you'll be lucky if you find any of the speakers. You know, we we did our big conference in Vegas um, just a few months ago. Flattober, and uh, you you'll you'll the what? Flattober, yeah, Flattoberfest. Yeah, it was so fun, and I was so glad that we got to do it. You know, because for three years, because of the whole pandemic thing, we couldn't do conferences. Um, but not only could we not travel internationally, but uh, we couldn't do you couldn't even do venues in the United States. Well, I mean, you could. But like a, a great example, we were supposed to do Flattoberfest in Vegas back in 2020. And the the Vegas places say, oh, yeah, you can you can do a conference here. But everybody, every one of your people has to wear a mask. And we're like, yeah, that's not good. But I go, yeah, the closest you're going to get is people wear masks. They'll get inside the door and they'll put them in a pile and set them on fire. That's about as close <laughs> as you're going to get. Yeah. And, about uh, deaf people. They so what? Read lips down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just so it no the, no the last three years have been have been a pain in the ass, and uh, I'm glad. But I will say this, you know, our our group, the the truther community at large, came through mostly unscathed. Uh, you know, almost no like ninety percent of my community didn't just didn't buy it. You know, they're like, nope, you know, no shots, no tests, no masks, nothing, nothing. We're just not going to do it, and. The, and the only other ten, the ten percent that didn't, uh, you know, that that had to, they basically had to. They were forced. They were, they were like, and I understood the arguments. It's like, dude, if I don't do this, I will be homeless in two months. And 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 it's like you got to weigh the options. It's like, okay, I'll, over here, I have guaranteed homeless. And on the other side, it's like I maybe so, I'll get a weird reaction. And I'm and I'm going, yeah, I I got you. I I can't make that decision for you. So, and so for the most part, we're, we're, we're okay. Mm. Crazy times, isn't it? If you see what, what happened to the world for the last five years, yeah, it's really crazy. And everything, uh, well, well, sometimes I have a basically conversation with some friends or stuff like that. And, uh, we come up with, with some interesting, um, uh, 
topics and you say, oh, they will never do that. I said, listen to yourself talk like what? <laughs> Didn't we say that last last five years? Like, oh, they never do that. They'll never, yeah. Now, there it is. No, now now you can never say never. Um, in fact, yeah. over here, I can't speak what it's like in the Netherlands, but um, over here they got. So we, you know, we have Democrats and Repub- Republicans. We'll we'll call them red team and blue team. Mm-hmm. You know, blue team Democrats. They got all of blue team to take the shots, all of them, and maybe 30 percent of red team. So they got 70% of the country wow. and, and the, the red team people were mostly older, you know, and which is, you know, they, they were the, you know, people older than me where, uh, you know, like people like my, my parents to would be, would be that group, which would be, well, if the government recommends it, they're probably, they probably know more than I do. Therefore I'm going to do it. You know, you, you, the bow to authority thing, which is like, well, you know, come on. It's not like they've. Not like they're trying to kill us. Like, well, really? No, no, no. That's 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 silly, ridiculous. But but yeah, they got a lot of people. And you know, over the last you know at least the last three years, um, uh, yeah, we've been seeing you you know you you've read it. I mean, in fact, I do on Strange World. I do a section. I've been doing this every I think at least the last two years. I do a section called Lucky Unlucky, yep. which is. I I talk about adverse reactions. If you don't die from them, you're lucky, and if you 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 do die, you're unlucky. And it's like, come on, how many how many blood clots, strokes, heart attacks? How many soccer players have to go down on the field? Just drop mm-hmm. to where I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but um, for for censorship's sake, but um, the the they've normalized heart attacks. And I mean normalized it over here to where, so, you know, a guy, it doesn't matter how old you are, 20, 20, 25 years old, soccer player, you know, no body fat, running down the field, just mm. just go straight into the turf, dies. And they're like, it's like, well, it happens. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why, why, why would you say that? It's like, well, it does. It just happens now. And, and, and people have, you know, the power of denial is so strong. You know, that's, that's the, you know, the denial, um, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, you know, five forms of acceptance. I, I watch people and, you know, you'd think it would scare them when they watch, you know, a 20 year old or a 30 year old or whatever. But I mean, I've never up until recently, you know, watching anyone under the age of 60 just drop for no reason. And they're not 300 pounds that, you know, that, that should be a big red flag and, and people are like, yeah. oh, I would continue with the morning news with Sarah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they just transition and they they mix here. I'll, I'll let me read you something really fast. It's just a, like the it's a mix of terms. They 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 mix them up a little bit. So I'll do them really fast. Medical emergency, player collapsed, player died, died in sleep, cardiac arrest, brain aneurysm, blood clot, heart stop, died suddenly and unexpectedly, youth died, youth collapsed, athlete collapsed, athlete died, and died after a brief illness. They they randomize those to or cause of death not given or um you know uh they're very creative by saying that somebody died basically yeah or trying or in, <laughs> in try- yeah or in some cases they just say they don't even they don't even bring it up what happened they just say such and such died and you know then and there's you know of course there's the turbo cancer which just drives me insane which is i know nobody so anyone that used to be in remission uh-huh. they aren't anymore it, not even close. I have never known anyone that was in remission that got, you know, the jab. 
that now is it's like oh yeah i feel fine it's like no 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 the, they're out of remission you know the the cancers come back and it's like anyway it's frustrating yeah. though right because it's frustrating when you but... when you and it's not only you about the topics that we're going to uh, discuss today or talk about today like conspiracies right. but when you when you dig in some of the them rabbit holes it doesn't matter which one and you you for, for for me i always say it's my plausible truth right so when i think right. this is nonsense i dig into some topics and i think oh wait a minute this is more plausible than what they say right if you got these things going with the conspiracies that we're going to talk about you you have to be aware what's what's the narrative that they talk about and how they yeah. bring the news and you only can be very skeptical about everything that's put out yeah. it's not like okay i'm completely asleep and they tell something and okay yeah that's right oh yeah yeah well didn't you saw the news rob or didn't you saw the news mark they, yeah. they've been telling you what the narrative is or what's happened yeah that's not the story right no no it re it rarely is and let, let's get into I, I i'm sure you've got a list of conspiracies you want to you want to talk about let's let's transition over because like blue team over here blue team they believe everything that the news tells them there are no conspiracies for blue team whatever the news says is absolutely true and even and, and even there's a lot of red team people that don't believe in conspiracies but there's a lot more red team people that all of a sudden are starting to to figure out it's like yeah you know and and again the the reason why flat earth has done so well is one of the reasons is it opens your mind up for all the other conspiracies because mm. so, if you can believe that's like oh yeah by the way all the world's a stage and you're just basically living in a giant studio um then everything else is possible then you all of a sudden revisit everything else you possibly questioned over the years it's like well heck if they lied about that and they could they could lie about every like you said it's like well they couldn't do you know they, they wouldn't do you know lie to us about everything it's like sure they would sure yeah. they would i mean come on i could spend um real real quick and then we'll we'll get into whatever you want um yeah. look i it's like i try to tell people i go look so there's no 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 nothing fake news doesn't exist right there are no conspiracies in business and politics and sports and entertainment and yeah even science and journalism i could spend days on each of those topics and and just rattle them off to you it's like look it, it's it comes down to everybody's got their own wheelhouse which i love i love opening up wheelhouses because people say okay that might be a conspiracy, but this one's too big for me. It's it's outside their comfort zone, and so when I finally just hit them with the with the flatter sledgehammer, you know, just drop it on them like a train, <laughs> just drop it down. Yeah, yeah, they're like, ah, crap. You know, it's like, <laughs> like so so everything could be possible, but at the same time, people hold on to it. People have said, oh yeah, the moon mission. It's like yeah, the 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 moon mission was a piece of crap, but the, you can't tell me the ISS is fake, and see <laughs> why. And, and it's like, whoa, come on, man. You're hanging on by your fingertips on that one. I yeah. go, why? I go, look, if you're going to lie, it, it, it's the rule of crime, right? Where um, if you ever move the, the movie Heat from years ago with um, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino um, yeah. from the 90s, where they yeah. shot one of the guards, one of the bank guards, and then they shot the rest of them. And and the reason why, why did you shoot the rest of them? I was like, what? We're going down for murder. So you might as well shoot them all. Might as well do it all. <laughs> yeah, do it all because that way, you know, we get rid of the witnesses. It's like, look, either way, the punishment's the same. So if you fake the moon mission, everything's going to be fake. Because if you get caught on the moon mission, 
you're never going to be able to convince people that any of it's real anyways. So no, everything's fake. Every, everything's been fake since the beginning, which is why I use, sorry, last thing before you want to, we, we transition over, which is the spacesuit, which I love so much. I go, it's, it was one of my, my big things. I go, look, the easiest way to disprove everything space is the spacesuit. Spacesuit does not work. It cannot work. It defies the law of physics. The, the big one, you know, the pressure of a vacuum. There's nothing, I have never even had a scientist come up with a fictional version of what keeps the spacesuit from exploding. And it's like, well, and, and if the spacesuit is fake, then everything with, with a spacesuit is fake. Yeah. Which means it's all fake. And, and it's been fake since the 1960s. I go, and again, whoever came up with the idea was brilliant, which was over here. I can't compare it to, um, Netherlands too much, but over here in schools, you have, you have certain clubs that are much smaller than others, like band, very, very big, right? Physics club, really, really small, right? The math club and the physics club, really small, and they're super nerds, right? Mm -hmm. So if all of a sudden you realize it's like, yeah, we'll just film it with soft suits on the moon. Nobody's in the freaking physics club. They'll buy it. Why will they buy it? And and I'll, I'll give you the, the argument where I, where I, when I was over in Sweden, when I asked the, the audience, I go, I go, look, Americans all believe in the moon mission because we're Americans, right? You know, yeah. it's rah, rah, wave the flag. Did it, even, if so. we, even if we know it's a lie, we're going to believe in it because it makes us look good. Mm -hmm. Why do you believe that the Americans went to the moon? And they all say the same thing. It's like, well, because it was on television. It was on your news. And the news would never lie about something like that. And it's like, well, the news may not lie, but the feed they were getting from NASA lied. And the news is just going to say, well... It must be real because it's from NASA. And then the people say, well, it must be real because it's from the news. It's like, oh, there you go. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I ran. This, this, no, no, please keep it. Please do it. This is disorganized productions, right? I, I always That's describe true. my podcast as um, skipping wrenches like a squirrel. <laughs> okay. Okay. Especially with these topics because so many things are coming up. Like, what, what, like you said, with, with NASA, there are so many red flags. If you put them on the moon, probably there will be a red moon outside <laughs> be because there's so many things. Uh, only from that perspective, if you talk about uh, the, the fake moon landing. And uh, I was listening to your podcast that you did with George Hobbs. Shout out to uh, uh, Flat Earth uh, Files and uh, The Fact Hunter. I was listening to your podcast on uh, Firmamental from our brothers, uh, Raul, uh, Claude, and, uh, and Alex. And, uh, and of course, a lot of different other stuff. And um, people are trying to debunk us, right? So they say, basically, we are retards. And that's the only thing that they can come up with. Yeah. How do you deal with skeptics? Uh, with skeptics, it's very easy for me. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Um, there was a guy in um, New Zealand who was interviewing me. And he put me out in the, in the hot sun for like 40 minutes. And he was in the shade. And I knew what he was doing. Right. He was trying to get me to, to, to slip up, you know, to break, to break character, you know, mm -hmm. and he was swearing at me and he was insulting me and he was calling all, all sorts of stuff. And all of a sudden he stops, he stops the cameras and he's like, all right, look, he goes, I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to, to snap. You're not doing it. Why? What's, what's the deal? I go, why, why would I snap? I go, I'd be a hypocrite. I go, look, five years ago, I was you. Right. If I, if I, so I can't get mad at anyone that, because look, I was one of them. You know, I, I, when I looked at Flat Earth back in, in 20, well, back in 2014, uh, I thought it was ridiculous. Of course. I, in fact, I looked at every other conspiracy except for Flat Earth. That's how bad it was, right? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'll look at Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and Elvis 
and everything you can think of. Flat yeah. Earth, no. It's a piece of, and which was why I used that line in the um, in the first clue, where I had friends that told me that um, uh, that the royal family of Britain were made up of lizard people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I go, oh well, 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 you know what? I'm into flat Earth, and they're like, get the hell out of here! I'm like, what are you talking about? You just told me about lizard people, right? And you're not even, and you want to kick me out of the room? And um, and so no, uh, dealing with trolls isn't that bad because you just have to remember, it's like everybody started out. It's the worst thing about flat Earth is the journey. Once you get to the point where you're in it, you, you know, you're in. You're like, oh yeah, I'm in. You forget the pain and suffering it took to get there. And all of a sudden, which is why during the holidays, you know, I I had to do like public service announcements where I tell people, I go, look, I know you're going to want to sit down at the dinner table with your family and they're going to say, so Frank, what have you been doing this year? And I know you're going to want to say it. It's like, you know what I'm into now? Flat earth, right? You're going to want to say that. It's like, no, no, you don't. Because you're convinced that once you get it, you think it's so simple. It's so easy to understand. You can convince your people, your, your, your relatives over over pie right mm-hmm. over ice cream and pie you can't you will nope. not it is you will try and you will fail and they will laugh at you and they will call you names and then all of a sudden later they'll be like yeah i probably shouldn't have brought it up i'll, I'll give you one more really quick mm-hmm. uh, there was there? there's a solution to this and that is you you lead them into it very very slowly so even before they get to the whole retard stage you saddle up to them the f- and you like what we were just talking about. You introduce them like to the American space program. Mm-hmm. Now, if you tell them that, uh, hey, I think the, you know, hey, what do you think about the American moon mission, right? And all of a sudden, you know, they get all teary eyed, you know, and it's like those brave souls, right? And a single tear, you know, rolls down their face and, and falls off and turns into a bald eagle and flies away. Mm-hmm. Then you probably don't. You, you don't want to do it. No, um, there was a pastor that, um, you know, because there's a huge contingent of um, biblical people in in the flat Earth community. Because if it is a flat Earth, well, then it was built by somebody, and even though it may not have God's sig- official signature on it, it gets you a lot closer to God than than normal. Mm-hmm. And there was this pastor that did like an eight week series, once an hour every week at his at his church, and for the first four, it was called Bis- Biblical Cosmology, and it's brilliant. First four weeks, I mean, we're talking four weeks. He never even said flatter, right? He just mm-hmm. talked about biblical cosmology, and you could see he was dancing around the issue and dancing around the issue. And then finally, in week five, uh-huh. that's when he brought it up. And and it was such a nice slow rollout that by the time he got there, he goes, "Yeah, anyone that stayed to week five, oh, he goes. By the time I got him to week eight, they were all in, absolutely all in. Nobody, wow. nobody walked. But he goes, it took that long." to slowly bring them into it you just can't walk up to somebody and say you know hey you know uh, what are you been doing i haven't seen you in six years what have you been doing well i just <laughs> went to a flatter flat part, lady. <laughs> yeah although now that we've been doing it for you know i've been doing this now for eight years going on in fact the flat earth clues will be nine years old in um, february uh it, now, at least most of the people out there, because social media has spread it in so many different avenues. Oh yeah, uh, that uh, it, nobody's surprised mm. anymore. It's not like not like back in 2015 when when we said flat Earth, and then all of a sudden, pe- you know, people would be like, what, "What are you talking about?" Like Stanton Friedman, the old UFO guy that that died a couple of years ago. He, I, I remember I was doing a debate with him debate, and and he and he stops after 10 minutes in. He goes, "Wait, wait, wait." 
so flat earth isn't a metaphor for something it's we're, we're talking about like it's a literal like it's a little real thing and i go yeah like it's real and he goes well how does that work right it's like oh god you he he literally thought it was just like a like a concept you know that was that was just in symbolism it's like mm -hmm. no, no no a real thing anyway sorry so that's how that's how i deal with the trolls which is i it, mostly it's empathy it's like, look, I, I can't get mad at you. You can yell and scream all you want. So I go, but you're going to get... Hell, there was a guy last night, for example. Here's my phone. Yeah. Um, that, that got blue screened up. There was a guy... I, I, I It happens because I put my phone number out there. There was a guy that I could tell got into Flatters for the first time last night at about midnight East Coast time. He must have called my phone 15 times and I and, and left probably six messages, right? Okay. And you could tell. And, and I, I know he was half, you know, drunk, right? But but I could tell, you know, he was like he was already rattling in his head, and it's like that's all you need to do, is you just give the give the person the concept, you walk away, you don't press them on it. It's like why don't you believe? Why don't you understand? You don't do that. You just no no put no. It in their head and let them go on their way because when it happens, when that ticking time bomb finally goes off in their head, it's like a seed. It it has to See? sprout one one day. The sun is going to shine on it and then sprout, and then it's just like, hey, wait a minute, did I planted that? No, it took me nine. It's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, it took me nine months, and I was way more stubborn than most people. And to where again, where I woke up, you know, February of of twenty fifteen, and I'm mm. sitting at my keyboard, just going, "There's no way. There's no way I, I'm actually considering doing this. Right? Actually making a series of videos. There's, am I actually going to do this? Because this is this is a terrible idea, right? <laughs> How'd you do? And what was your journey to it? That, oh, that my journey was 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 painful and awful because what what I started because I was a big I look if if it could happen to me that's how I know how powerful it was it could happen to everybody not only was I a huge map guy my my walls were covered in world maps mm -hmm. satellite imagery loved world maps I used to collect literally collect antique globes I had antique globe bookends. I used to buy them off eBay and take the spindle off them. I had wonderful displays. I thought the globe was a wonderful icon. And so when I got into it, you know, I, I like most people, I leaned on NASA. It's like, well, NASA will show me the way. NASA will dig me out of this hole. And you uh -huh. think you, 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 you open up the doors to the, to the NASA. See, I got a phone call just now. Nope. Uh, the drunk guy, probably. I think, I think it's that same guy. I wonder if he's sobered up. Oh, anyway. So, oh no, no, I, I know who that is. I, that's a guy I'll call later. So, um, so I, you open up the doors and, and you see tons of boxes, metaphorically, like marked NASA, right? Huge cardboard boxes everywhere. And it's like, well, this, I'll be able to punch through this. And you start opening every box and they're just, just nothing but a few pieces of packing popcorn. It's all empty. It's all uh -huh. nothing. There's nothing there to nothing lean on. Box. And it's like, it's like, what? How is this possible? By the time you're done, you're just, you're standing in a bunch of empty cardboard boxes. It's like, so, all, but it's all, but it looks good when you first open the room. It's like, yeah, NASA has all this evidence. NASA is all this proof. It's like, nope, they were the ones that were set up to, to protect this thing back in the day. And, and it was brilliant. All you needed was time and money, a lot of money. And, uh, and, and, but their, but their showmanship, their production value wasn't very good. It didn't stand the mm. test of time. They made huge mistakes, um, right off the bat. I mean, you know, hiring the, the photography team that supposedly took the shots on the moon way too good. They knew they, yeah, good photography team knew a lot about photography, knew nothing about physics, you know, so they brought in their own studio lighting, which screwed everything up with the shadows. 
Uh, you know, the the, the, the spacesuits didn't make sense. The ship didn't make sense. Uh, nothing made sense. But the, the average person, you know, they look at the visuals, it's like, oh, pretty pictures, look at the Americans, but it did not age well. And no, so, no. to where now, and they're scared to death to, to do it again, which is why they've been dragging their feet on the Artemis SpaceX project as, as long as possible. You know, because people forget, it's like, yeah, you realize the, the last mission, the last manned mission was 1972. That's generations yes. ago. And, Unbelievable. And, and nobody else has tried. The Russians, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Europeans, n- none of the Indian, you know, the India. They, they, yeah. Nobody's nobody's taken a shot at this. Nobody's even tried to do a manned mission on the moon. They're scared to death of doing it. In fact, I, sorry, last thing on, on this point, which is people don't understand. I go, it, production value now because of social media, you know, we microscope everything. Mm-hmm. Every movie is microscoped. If there's a production issue in any movie, we catch it. Right? Yeah, if a coffee yeah. cup moves from here to here without somebody in the scene doing it, it's like, well, there's a production mistake, right? If you came to me with $100 billion and you said, hey, we, we need you to fake the the moon mission, right? You know, to fake another moon mission. I'd be like, I don't care how much money you have. There's no way you'd catch it all, you know, because it comes down to the weakest link. Some one little production mistake, r- real quick, um, uh, you think it doesn't happen? I go, look, look at the first, you, you know, this is public record. The first Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring movie, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. When they were leaving the Shire, there's a road off in the background where a white car is driving through it. And that made it all the way to the theaters, right? They had yeah. to pull, they had it like, oh crap, we got to make another bridge. Nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because everyone's staring at the stupid hobbits. And then all of a sudden somebody in a the theater is like, Hey, what's that car doing there? <laughs> and, and it's like, you think of the thousands of people, how many versions of that movie made it through production and nobody saw it. None of the hot That's Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's so, the thing. If you write something down, <clears throat> like one page, you, you can um, control it every single time. And when you give it like an essay and when you give it to, to your professor or whatever, they say, right. It's been written here because it makes no sense. And you, you look at it, it makes no sense. But I checked I, it over and over again, and you don't see you don't see it. Yep. Now, I think there's a, there's a website, right? A, a Rotten Tomatoes or something like that, where they put in uh, the, 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 the great stuff that doesn't make sense in movies, like somebody shooting on a window, and five seconds later, the window is still intact. Oh yeah, yeah. movie, movie. Yeah, that they're called. Yeah, most of the time. Well, go to moviemistakes.com, and that's just one of many. Um, but there are tons of transition issues that happen in movies, and the reason why it happens is because movies, to save money, are shot out of sequence. They're not mm. shot in chronological order. So you have a screenplay, and the screenplay reads from point A to point Z. But when you're shooting the movie, it's like, okay, we're going to shoot all the kitchen scenes this week. Right. Yeah. And and it's like that means page five, page 20, page 40. You know, we're going to shoot all the kitchen scenes today. And then but then it gets worse because then the movie's done and you're watching it. And it's like, ah, we need to do some reshoots. So we 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 got to rebuild the kitchen. And the kitchen's already been torn down. So you have to ask the guys like we have to rebuild the kitchen again. And do you think they get it 100 percent right? No, 100 percent. No, they don't. And so it's like, hey, wasn't there a knife rack over there? Well, not anymore. (laughs) <laughs> because somebody forgot it and but the average audience person doesn't doesn't catch that so anyway don't yeah, circ- yeah. circle back to the moon mission to try to create a um a brand new moon mission 
and make it look just like Apollo, only better. Mm-hmm. And and do it and do do it live. Nightmare, absolutely. Freaking, absolutely freaking nightmares. So no, no. I mean, well, look, if you ever watched that, you're you're a metal guy, obviously. Do you ever watch the uh, the wonderful video, um, uh, Rammstein living in America? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and the German guys that shot that were they knew what they were doing. They recreated the Apollo color palette perfectly, and all they did was they took an, an abandoned factory, visqueen, you know, blacked out all the windows. Uh huh. Put, Put four inches of ash on the ground. Did the lander? Did the spacesuits? Absolutely perfect, and the color palette was flawless, right? And they did that yeah. for a fraction of what NASA would have spent. And there was a kind of a wink, like they did at the end. Of course, it's like you yes. know, that was a wink. It's like, oh no, we could fake the the moon mission. All we'd have to do is you know shoot it with crappy television cameras, and it would look identical to yours. Yeah, and, and isn't and, that unbelievable? Isn't unbelievable? Is it is it same with you, Mark? That when you realize that there are some things going on, like conspiracies, that watching a movie isn't like watching a movie because most movies I will, I will, I will, I will, I will never watch them again. Somehow, I, w- I used to do, you know, the blockbusters. I look uh, like them and action movies, but when I look at the screen now, five minutes or ten minutes, I see so many things that don't. I can't. I can't look at them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I me me too. For me, for me, it still comes down to now. I can watch space movies, believe it or not. That still nowadays, but but it, for me, it comes down to the writing. The writing is the the most important thing. It's the story. You mm-hmm. know, it's got to have a compelling story. Yes, you can have explosions. Yes, you can have gunfights and car chases and and all that other stuff. But it still comes down to the story. And um, the other stuff I can I can forgive if the story starts. You know. If if there's too many plot holes in the story, then then I, it just I mean like the one of the worst ever, which just well, like by the way I, the thing that got me off Star Wars entirely was um uh the Last Jedi, which was you know the the one where Rose you know saved the 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 Finn you know the black guy from the blast at the end and yeah I never saw that one. Oh God yeah never ever do it I never ever do it it was it was so uh, the character assassinations the the universe changes using hyperspace as a weapon all, all that crap it was so horrible that I was like going I'm never gonna watch another thing uh that you guys ever make again you destroy the universe that's how quickly you can do it yeah you know, it, anyway well, I have to I have to tell you that that I, I, I was a huge video game player also like you yes you basically was getting familiar or getting famous because you won this pinball tournament. Oh yeah, that was my first my first taste of fame. Yeah, I, I won a, a world pinball tournament. Yeah, yeah, and and you and you, you ended up in, in in developing games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up working for that company and ended up, ended up um, becoming a um, a video game producer. And Anna Ringer, I would go to the uh, uh, the video game conferences like E3 and MacWorld and stuff like that. Wow. And I would make I would make the games look better than they were because I was I was good. I, I I'm, a, I'm a good video game player. I'm just going to say it. Mm. And when you're good, you know a few tricks, kind of like 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 mountain biking or skateboarding. You can do you can make the skateboard do look do a lot more than the average person. The average person is just going to fall on his face. But you, yeah, yeah. you're like, you know, but it's like, and you know, you're doing through all these things. It's like, eh, see, it's easy, right? And when you're at a conference doing that, people are like, oh, I want to buy that game. It looks so cool. It's like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, because I, I was, I was doing, uh, well, first my introduction of, of, of video games yeah. was probably in the, in, in the, 
in, in the eighties where there was only this this little plateau and this ball, and you have to I don't know what the what the game call is. There was this ball, and you have to ping pong or something like that to so break bricks. Yeah, that that was yeah, my first introduction. I think yeah. Um, the the official it depends what version. I mean, the official term of that would have been breakout, but there was another better version called Arkanoid, which was Arkanoid. so Arkanoid was awesome. Arkanoid. And, then, and then and then the the other two things that I can remember was these uh, 1942 planes that that you have sure. to you could only do it from the left to the right, and yep. there was this battleships coming up and you have to yep. shoot them down, and then yep. of course Street Fighter, you know, ready to rock, and then you have to to punch the guys and yep. if you <clears throat> I was then getting my own PC and Wolfenstein Return to Castle oh. Wolfenstein that was oh. oh oh you got oh you did the Return to Castle Wolfenstein yeah oh yeah that was gorgeous I played that I played that all the way through multiple times that was oh, a lot I still have it on my old computer yeah yeah that's it, cool it's, it's still one of the best I ever played. Oh, I, I, you're absolutely right. That was a that was a fantastic game. Love that game. Love the yeah. missions. Uh, really, really great game. And did you knew about three years ago or four years ago they put it out? Wolfenstein: The New World Order. So Blazkowicz was basically in 1942 or something like that. Yeah. Well, what is Return to Castle Wolfenstein is came back in. 2025 or something like that and the Nazis and he's waking up in this new reality and the Nazis took over so they won and he has oh. to fight them in, in the quite in the future so you have some drones and stuff like going on just like what are you trying to say there how do you well, get this information you know, there's been there was a wonderful series television series that was done a few years ago and I'm sure they ripped off the television series called the man in the high castle which which was based on books which was yeah what if germany did win the war and people don't get how close they were to winning this that whole thing if it and and again that's a whole other conspiracy which is uh, pearl harbor which is if Pearl Harbor isn't attacked by the Japanese, the Americans never enter World War II. And that's it. It's over. People forget. It's like but before the Americans entered World War II, the Germans had it. They had it in the bag as, as the sports, you know, the sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Russia was on fire. They had already killed 25 million. We don't even know how many people died in Russia, but there was a lot. 25 million Russians. England was, was target practice for the first cruise missiles. <laughs> Right, that was early NASA stuff. Just getting it, you know, England, mm. and the the plan was people forget that they the 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 big plan was that America was supposed to join join up with Germany without a shot being fired because there was a lot of Germans already over here. I know I come from a German family, and the, like Minnesota and Wisconsin, that was just well, it still is full of German people, and they were supposed to. So what was going to happen was they were going to win the war, and then we were they were going to fly dual flags over here and then eventually it was just going to be germany and he's like no america was was way too rich in resources it's like no 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 no. we want that place absolutely pristine we don't want anyone to, to do anything and the americans back then before world war you know before pearl harbor they didn't want to have anything to do with the war it's like that's europe's problem yeah exactly and they only got involved when uh with um uh, d-day well, no, no, Pearl Harbor before that. Well, yeah, yeah, but well, days of a few months before, and then but oh, I was, I was almost actually almost a year. But but Pearl Harbor, for example, um, 
was, you know, the, so what happened was that Germany, he went back in time and you had to change something. Germany should have never allied with Japan because once they, once Japan attacked um, Hawaii, then that meant that America was at war with Japan, which meant that America was automatically at war with Germany because they were part of the axes, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, and, and seriously, I mean, it was, even though, I mean, yeah, 3000 men died in, in Hawaii, it was such a weird attack, but it was like, oh yeah, that's it. We're going to war. And, you know, we mobilized everything and that, that turned the tide, but the man in the high castle something went wrong there and we didn't, you know, either we got in too late and it didn't really matter. So Germany, so the United States was split where Japan got the West coast and Germany got most of the East. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, there are many circumstances. There's been a number of books written. It's like, do you know the odds of, of us in different timelines? If you believe in different, you know, different timelines, I think Germany won most of the time because come on, this, this was a country, you don't get to say this very often, because, you know, Rome, like the Roman Empire, it took them a while to spread everywhere, right? Yeah. Germany yeah. all of a sudden one woke up one morning and said, hey, you know what? Let's take on the whole world. I think we can pull it off. <laughs> like, and they were. And they pulled and it off doing quite some. I think yeah, they, first, were, they were hammering people. They took, they got to France so quick that, that by the yeah. time Europe even, like, Europe's heads were spinning, they're like, so are we conquered? Is this over? Is this yeah, yeah. And it just like just yeah, it, was, it was bad. And then of course all the conspiracies about the um like the time machines that that you you know that Germany was building and all their see I mean, come on, they had weapons that okay, there's another conspiracy behind that, which is the only reason that Germany even did it was they had their version of Roswell, but in the thirties, where a ship crashed into soft mud dirt. Okay. And didn't and didn't break up, and then the Germans like, oh, we're going to reverse engineer the hell out of this thing, <laughs> and they reverse engineered all this stuff, and look what they had. I mean, they had the the their weaponry was was top notch all across. The oh world. yeah, their tanks were great. Their planes were. I mean, they had jets at the end of the end of World War II. Um, uh, their rifles were better. Uh, it was it was all just incredible. But go back on the uh, on the Pearl Harbor side. The conspiracy there is is that the America let. Hawaii get hit because they knew they couldn't convince the American look America we'll give the American mothers mothers don't like their sons going to fight for things but they will always fight for revenge and that is really the the same with human beings across the board it's one of the oldest tricks in the book and I'm sure you've done it to your friends yeah, when you were yeah, a kid yeah, absolutely yeah you walk up behind somebody you hit him in the back of the head, and when they spin around, you point at your best friend. Yeah, you point <laughs> at that guy, right? And, and they always go for it. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, they, they always go after your friend. You can do that on a mass scale, which is, I mean, yeah, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. But who allowed Japan to attack Pearl Harbor? You know, come on. they Yeah. I, attack out of nowhere on a Sunday morning? Come on. No, no. But and the same the, thing that I think, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but the same thing that I think about... Um, so the Soviet Union, the, the, the Russians, they are the biggest problem for this world. Well, right. even wasn't Russia that sent them soldiers into the war to Germany, yeah. there would be nothing left. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, no, I, you're, you're preaching to the choir here on this one. I tell people, and I, I'm, not, I'm not slamming vets, but here's a great example for you. When you look up, you can look up this up all day long. Say, mm -hmm. how many Americans died during World War II? 
and it's 400 little little over 400,000 mm-hmm. down to the man right it's like 400 you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know right? Russians we we know exactly how many you say how many Russians died we don't know we can't even round it to the nearest million that's because unbelievable they wiped out Germany was wiping out entire regions and they couldn't even count the dead they're just saying, well, we're pretty sure like 3 million people lived in this region, so they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, so the, the best we could even hope for is maybe, if they say the estimates are like between 22 and 27 million. And and you're, and you're saying, well, what's the point? My point is, first, that it was that is, so for every American that died, 50 Russians died. That's how many people died. It was bad. I mean, there was that one movie with Jude Law, you probably remember that sniper movie, and they weren't kidding. Yeah. Behind they didn't have enough rifles. Yeah, I think so. But was it that one? Could have been. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, he, where I, they was pile of dead bodies, and he eventually got one one Mauser of a Mosin Ganant. I should could have bosses. I think it was, it was behind enemy lines. Be, in the beginning of the movie, though, where they they were sending troops out, they didn't have enough rifles, and but they knew their guys were going to die, so they say, okay, when the guy you're going to follow this guy, you're not even going to have a gun. When he dies, grab his rifle. And this, oh. and and they told everybody this. It's and it's happened all the time. So these guys were running out in pairs. It's like because they knew these guys were going to get mowed down. Yeah, Jer- B- Russia. All credit to Russia. Oh. Like, look, they they have the respect for me. Well, there's another conspiracy. Here's another conspiracy for you, really quick. One of my favorite ones of all time. Um, it's a great little story uh, because I think the Russia has been um, the United States secret secret brother in arms for a long time goes all the way back to the to the Civil War, which is, you know, our country was founded because we broke away from England, right? And England tried to take it back. Uh, and it's like the first time they tried to take it back was, of course, 1776. Uh, and, uh, you know, France came in, you know, the, the French Empire was a thing back then. And, uh, and basically France won that war for us, right? And then they sold us America back. And the Statue of Liberty is French. It's like, that's their big stamp. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, this was a French thing. And so all credit to France, right? So then Britain's like, oh, no, we're not done yet. We're going to try again. So all we have to do is wipe out France. Then we're going back and getting America. So they take out Napoleon, <laughs> right? Napoleon at Waterloo. They take him out and they say, okay, we're, we're coming back for, for America. At one point during their, one of their probe missions, they burned the White House down. They came in through the top. That's how they knew they could take us. They, they came in through Canada, burned the White House, and then they're like, oh, we got this. Take care of Napoleon. We'll come back. But things took longer back then. So they take care of Napoleon and they come in down through New Orleans, down through the south, through the Gulf of Mexico. And we stop them. Just got lucky, right? They, the, um, the Britain was weakened enough from the Napoleon War that they're like, ah, we just we just couldn't do it. And so, um, but they're like, okay, we got one more shot. And this is the part that we just wrote out of our history books, which was like, Britain figured out We'll infiltrate the southern states, the the slave states, right? Mm-hmm. We'll supply them all the weapons. We'll supply the entire Confederate Navy, and it'll be the South versus the North. But the South will have the British Navy as their backup, and it'll be it'll be an amazing war. And the the point was the British Navy will blockade off the North, so no immigrants can get into the North. The reason why the North won the war is because all the immigrants that were coming from Europe. Half of them were going straight into the war because, like, we'll give you citizenship. Just put on this, you know, the the North uniform jacket area rifle through that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you survive, you're a citizen. And they weren't kidding. And it was like, oh yeah. But but the the North had this wonderful. The the story goes like this: that Lincoln wrote 
and you probably know European history better than I do. Um, Nicholas I, I think of Russia, right? He wrote him and he goes, and it was just a simple request. And he goes, keep Britain out of the war. That's all we want. And Russia contacts Britain and they say, if your ships go in, our ships go in. And it would have been just a knockdown drag. It would have been World War One back in the oh 80s. yeah yeah and, yeah. And England said, "Damn it!" And they they screw it, you know. And and we're pretty sure that uh, the assassination attempt, the the Booth thing, was fine. You know, was backed by by England just for out of spite. And it's like, yeah, take care of Lincoln. That's the best we can do. And that was it. That was the so this is, they went for us uh, three different times, and. And you're saying, well, it's a nice story, but is it true? I go, well, isn't it though? Because right after the war ended, Russia sold us this giant piece of worthless land for no apparent reason, even though we didn't have the money for it. And that is now known as Alaska. Huh. And Alaska, of course, turned out really great because it has oil on it. But, you know, we still have to pay people to go to Alaska to live there. It's it's the only state in the union where if you want to move there, we'll pay you to do it. Because it's just, you know, <laughs> it's, you it might as well, probably. well, I mean, might as well be Siberia, right? It's like, you know, yeah. No, yeah. nobody wants to live in Siberia. Nobody wants to live in Alaska. But there's fishing up there. There's oil. There's good jobs. And now it's like, there's no, wood. Got, there's, there's some wood. There's, there's <laughs> you can build your wooden house. Yeah, you could build. No, no, there's some cities up there. But, I mean, it's still not. It's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's, anyway, it's really, really well, basically wasteland, and you have to know the environment to survive. Oh, yeah. Shell- no, every, everybody lives on the coast. I mean, it's cities, and, you know, you, you, yeah, they is spend the horse. Is, is that Alaska? What? Well, these... Uh, Dead horse Alaska? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. well, I think it is, right? There, there are a few... Oh, the fa- that famous bar? Yeah, I saw it on, well, Discovery, right? It connects a lot of people throughout the world. Uh, I think it was about these uh, these gold diggers. You know, they had these big machines that were digging into the sea because there was a lot of gold. Oh uh, yeah, de- de- yeah. Here, well, I think it is Dead Horse, right? Yep, Dead Horse, Alaska is the northernmost. Oh yeah, it's a terrible place. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is the very. It's 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 pretty much in the Arctic Circle. It's um, how many people even live there? Oh, I think fifteen hundred or something like that. Well, in 1970, the population was 163. Oh no, it's gone down. There's hardly there's nobody up there anymore. No, it's uh, it's just it's just it's a harsh environment. Yeah, it is awful. It is. I think I think average average temperature is like minus 25. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Summer. looking at I'm looking at the chart. When the chart goes into into purple and blues that you do not see in nature. Uh, yeah, negative record low, negative 52. Yeah, it might as well be northern Russia. It is awful. Wow. So, yeah, but the point was, is like Russia sold this to us when we didn't have any money. So why would why would we buy this after the Civil War? It's like, because you owe us. It's like, yeah, but all you did was write a letter to, to England. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but it was a pretty good letter. That was a good one. But so, just yeah. a little bit of recap, what yeah. you said about, um, you know, that the guys were sent to war. I know that I think it was Call of Duty, uh, this video game when you come in Stalingrad, and you, you you're in this boat, you know, you're hobbling it through through Stalingrad, and you hear the Stukas coming over. You come on land, and the only thing you got is is a, is a, a five clip bullet, a five clip ammo, right? Yeah. So just like is you look around first time in the game, and when you look back, 
they, the, the sergeant is standing there with the gun and they shoot yeah. you basically. So it's yeah. okay, we only have to head that way, but you have nothing. And there's what well, they build it so and and talking about video games, yeah. we were talking about video games in the in the in the eighties with this this big pixel things, right? But if you dig into the video games nowadays, I haven't been played for probably one or two years. I loved Far Cry, this big land where you can do everything. Animals attack you. The the, the sun is setting. The 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 the, the 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 stars in the sky. It's so wow. And nowadays the games are just like, am I watching a movie? Yeah. Or is this is this a game? You can say it's a game anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The the it, there's so much cinematics and they spend so much time on the graphics. It, that's one of those nerd things, by the way. You know, coming from game production, which is. It, that is the cutting edge of video technology, which is they 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 all it's never changed. Which is how good can we make the shadows? How good can we make the particle physics? How good can we make the 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 real physics? Um, the they're 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 absolutely obsessed with it all the time. But it but it pushes them to make stuff now. Where yeah, the games. I mean, going heck, going even back to um, uh, Return to Wolfenstein. The graphics, even then, I think, were absolutely outstanding oh, for, yeah. for their for their era. And I was um, playing uh, Soldier Fortune. Know that one? Yeah, the first two one, uh, like uh, Soldier Fortune, and then Double Helix. Yeah. They made the weapons with the with the the bullets just like that. So when you're shooting with a nine millimeter to somebody's arm, he was just yeah. humping and shoot you anyway. Just like whoa. And yeah, know. that's been an argument in in yeah. games, and Max Payne, the first of course. good one when you're shooting on a on a on a can. There was a hole in the can. I love that shit. You know, when something is really realistic, and yeah. when you shoot uh, at a pile that there's a hole in it and stuff like that, a yeah. wooden door, there's some cracks. Far Cry had that also. When you, it was in, uh, I think the second one or the third one was in Africa. And when you shot these parties uh, in Africa, you had this. Uh, what was it? It was like um, like a house, but it, it yeah. was only made for from some plates. And when you shot at it, when you're standing inside, you could see the sun coming through. Nice. Splinter Cell, that one was graphically, wow. When it comes to shadows, it uh, Tom Clancy's sure. Splinter Cell, oh, that, that, that's, well, that's me. <laughs> that's me in the, <clears throat> the 90s and the and 2000s of, of video gaming. Yeah. The broad... Brought video gaming and developing video games you closer to flat Earth. Yes. Explain me why. What do you mean? Why? Oh, the oh, well, the the big thing for what? Well, it's not even just okay. I've got. I let me back up just a second. Which is the reason why I even say flat Earth is because the term simulation theory or digital world or virtual world still even after all this time, does not mean, does not resonate with the general public that much. They just don't get it. Hmm. Um, people forget that as of this year, oh, good Lord, the Matrix, I think it's the 25th anniversary of the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, 25th, 12, 25 years ago. Yeah, because it was 1999. And um, wow. it, yeah, I know. That is a yeah, long time. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I know The Matrix was 1999 because it was the, the 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 high point in American cinema. There was no year like that ever. Uh, they, they never got any better after that. 
it, it plateaued out after uh, the the end of the Lord of the Rings, but 1999 was was the, the high watermark. And the point was the Matrix. Yeah, people enjoyed the graphics. They enjoyed kind of the story, but they didn't really get it. it when so we are living in a world where there are things happening around us that only computers can describe, or we're doing, or we're putting in video games. Um, the, the, of course, the, one of the most common would be the, uh, the double slit experiment, which is in physics, in, in, in the computer world, which again, we didn't know what we were doing when we made it, which is called flashlight graphics, which is, um, uh, and I made a video of it and I put it on, on my channel and I used, um, GTA as an example, which is wherever you're not, right? So if you're in a game, you're, whatever's in front of you, hey, you can see it, it's being rendered perfectly behind you. If it's being rendered at all, it's being rendered so poorly that it doesn't make any difference. It's only being completely refined when you spin around and see it. That's why I called flashlight graphics. You might as well be in a room with a flashlight because whatever's behind you is completely black. Now, it's processing the possibilities of what might be happening behind you. But until you look at it, it's not going to draw it. And you're saying, okay, what's the point? I go, you, you remember what in school here... We, we, there was a question posed to us back in grade school, which is a tree falls in the forest and you're not there to see it. Doesn't make a sound. Huh. And people in, in, you know, back in the seventies in school and eighties, like, you know, you have no idea what that question, but now we know, which is no, no. Cause there's no freaking tree there because the tree isn't rendered yet. There's no forest. There's nothing there. There's nothing to make a sound at all. The observer, the double slit experiment says that the only the observer gets to see what's going on. Um, um, we, we hooked this up with a, an electron gun, which was they figured out just by accident that when they were firing electrons off in a distance, right, at a target, when, the, when they turned the camera off, it was acting differently. It was acting like there was like nothing was happening. It was acting like a wave, like it was, like it was potential. And they turned the camera back on as a, well, now it's acting like a particle again. And I put that challenge out to physics people all the time. I go, tell me that's not what you think it is. Because, yeah, I mean, you could use the word magic or you could use the word, the you know, some sort of virtual reality, which is what we do. Uh, you, again, I'll use the game reference for you, which is you see a mountain off in the distance. We'll use Wolfenstein just for the heck of it, right? Mm -hmm. You see a mountain off in the distance because Wolfenstein is very linear, linear. There's some place yeah. you can't go. Now, you can see the mountain, but you know your character is never going to get there, right? The question is, do you draw anything on the other side of that mountain? No. Why no. do you? It makes no Wait sense. resources. Yeah, it makes no sense. The, the game's never going to allow you. You're never going to get there. So why would you ever draw it? In fact, it's permanently never going to draw it. You might as well be in an old Western movie set where there's only the front of the shops and behind the shop. Yeah, and behind there's nothing. <laughs> there's Probably nothing the catering. <laughs> so the, the question is, why is that happening here? Right? Why? Why is what we do in video games happening in the real world? Uh, and and this was actually touched on. This is not a new concept. This was touched on. Wow. In um uh, a movie uh called The Thirteenth Floor from 1998, which was based on a German movie from the 1970s. What the Germans were thinking, I have no idea. Called World on a Wire, which was based on a 1960s book called Simulacron Three, which was. Once a civilization got to a certain point where they were creating their own sim simulations, remember back, this was, book was written in the 60s, when uh -huh. no computer. When you got to a point, and you'll get this, you, you'll absolutely get this, when 
because we're trying now and we're not going to be allowed to do it. So it's just part of the rules of this world. I guarantee it, mm-hmm. which is if you got to the point where you could actually jump in like the matrix into a virtual world, when you came out of it, how would you know you came out of it? Meaning who's to say that you're not in a, which was the whole concept of the 13th floor, which was the scientist that created the, the simulation. He's going, no, he's going, no, he's going, forget about the simulation. Whatever the rules are, the sim- whatever the thing to prove that you were in a simulation, try it here and see what happens. And it worked. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh crap. Well, you know, and this was touched on in the Star Trek episode, um, Next Generation, uh, where, you know, a simulation inside a simulation. And then you're, again, because then the reason why it wouldn't be allowed here, why why I don't think GTA is ever going to become a, something you could plug into, mm-hmm. is because once that happens, this world that you and I are talking on mm-hmm. becomes worthless. It becomes meaningless. Because yeah. at that point, um, in fact, I'll, I'll give you a last, uh, I know I'm, I'm all over the place here. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what I like. All right. There, there was a, there's a wonderful comic strip, uh, illustrator, uh, guy, I think it was Scott Adams who made the, the comic strip Dilbert back in the day. And it was called Dilbert and Dogbert. It was very tech oriented. And he wrote the forward to this book that I read and he goes, the last invention we'll ever make is the holodeck from Star Trek, right? From next generation. He goes, because once that happens, no one will care about anything else but the holodeck because that's your fantasies becoming real. For the oh. for for lack of a better term, he's going. In fact, I I expanded on that. It's like, yeah, it never made sense to me in in um, Star Trek that the holodecks were always available. There were never lines to get into the freaking holodeck. Those things should have been booked. Remember, this was like a submarine right out in space. Those things should have been re- reserved for months in advance. And it was like, no, no, let's just go down to the holodeck. I'm sure there'll be one open. It's like, why? Why would it be open? You can yeah. do anything in the holodeck. So, uh, but anyway, back, back to this, the, um, the, the virtual world, do what, sorry, circle back, which is the reason I use flat earth as, as the original term mm-hmm. is because all simulations are made on a flat earth, meaning we don't, the, the programmers don't build in curvature because who's going to notice whether the curvature is there or not. Huh. The average player isn't going to know, or would they even care? In fact, it's programming-wise, it's way, way harder. You're going to try to program it in eight, eight inches per mile per mile? No. No. So when you look off in the distance off the beach in GTA or wherever, the horizon's always absolutely perfectly flat. Okay. And in fact, we had we had to build in weather effects because remember, in technically in a virtual world, it's a vacuum. There's no mm-hmm. atmosphere. There's no air. There's no oxygen or carbon. So when you look off in the distance, you see forever. Basically, you see all the way to the horizon line. So they had to build in clouds and fog and rain yeah. and stuff like that. And because of that, they um uh they 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 tried to again they tried to simulate where where we are now, but the curvature was never ever built in. So when I say flat Earth, I go yeah. At the end of the day, GTA and Minecraft and Warcraft and everything, they're tabletop flat. Oh, I mean yeah, they're mountains and stuff and valleys. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, edges, exactly. But the edges line up. In fact, oh. um, the Minecraft is, is such a great example of that because it's so overly square. <laughs> it's everything's, yeah, square. everything's absolutely square. And when you back out and back out, it's just square and square and square. So when, um, uh, so yeah, when when you look at like, um, uh, and I don't want to get into the biblical stuff necessarily so much, but at the very end, engineering is all about r- right angles, right? Even computers, yeah. you know that you know this. Computers can't draw circles; they can only draw 
something that looks like a circle with squares. They all they do is make oh, the squares. Oh my god! I know, right? True, true. I wonder with, with the sniper rifle, and I think it, I, I don't know the game, but but if you take a sniper rifle and you put it on the sun or or at the moon in the game, yeah, you you see only squares. Yeah, pixels. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes all the way back. That's why Minecraft bugged me so much, by the way. I do not think it's a game. I hate Minecraft. Because it's like, look, you go forward. You make the resolution better. You don't make it worse. And yet all the kids were like, <laughs> you make the kids more like perfect this. squares. Yeah, that's all squares. It's all blocks. And and by the way, if I ever get to go back in time, I'm just going to go to uh, like the execs at Lego. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say, yeah, you contact this guy and you give him a truckload of money and you buy him out. And you will have merchandising rights forever because this thing absolutely should have been endorsed by Lego. And and yet they didn't. I mean, he stole some of the Lego aspects and I'm sure some of their attorneys are like, yeah, he's not using blocks technically. So anyway, but yeah, computers can't draw can't draw circles. They can only draw things that look like circles. But it's fascinating and, because we put in the data to a computer to get some mathematical mathematics out or stuff like that because we can handle that that stuff yeah but when you say that when you develop a game that you have some boundaries like say yeah. but you you make it yourself harder if you make something different like a curve a curve the boundaries so, of any video game are are yeah. straight edges on people the way would around. say people would say to us when they when they listen to us talk oh yeah guys but these are video games no no these are basically physics that you put in yeah. To get something, to get something yeah. out, just like a, a scientist does or should yeah. do, put some and data in and get some data out. And there are always boundaries with what you do. And the, and the boundaries from an engineering standpoint are always squared off. And like the like in any game, for example, every game uses, when it comes to the sky, is called a skybox. Skybox huh? system, which is everything's boxed off. Now, we in that skybox, we can create the illusion of anything we want, we, we can put planets and you know and stars and everything. And there's only so often you can look at that because now, as you've said, it gets. We've gotten very, very good at it to where you know, like yeah. even in, even with your like the early Warcraft stuff, I'm looking up some of the planets and I'm going, "Wow, these are good. These are really, really good." Well, imagine what a civilization could do um, if they had you know higher technology. Mm. You know how how easy it would be to fool people, and it's like, well, we wouldn't fall for it. It's like, wouldn't we? I go think of um. I know you guys don't have Amish people over there, but you know what Amish are like. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're they're people that don't use Western technology at all, mm-hmm. right? They just build houses by hand and, and stuff like. They don't have they the do everything basically by nature. Yeah, it might as well be the 1800s. You know, mm-hmm. the mid 1800s here in the United States. Well, if you took one of those those Amish people and you blindfolded them and put them in you know a planetarium, you know, and and then took the took the blindfold off and had them stare at the sky. It's mm-hmm. gonna freak him out because he's not knowing. He's not gonna know. He's looking like, wow, look at the stars. It's like, why is the moon out? What am I looking at? I mean, try to explain. Look, I mean, look what we've done just recently. Try to explain a freaking smartphone to somebody, um, even 50, 60 years ago. How? Yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking when you were telling that. Look, look at the movies like the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, where, where they where were black and white. Yeah. And I know that there was something going on with, uh, they had this uh, organization that should look if, uh, basically if movies could be in uh, 18 plus time frame, yes or no, or if they could be uh, seen in the cinema. Sure. So they have to, um, well, 
basically the sex movies were sexual. So right. You got Emmanuel in the in the in the, in the late eight seventies, I think it was late late seventies, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then they saw, oh, there's a new kind of public that uh, that that you know uh, has some harassment and stuff like that going on, sexual harassment. And so they banned it from the cinemas and they put it sure. into another box, right? But when you look at what they told them, then is oh, violence is no problem because. You, right. Hey, hey, stick up, punk! And they shot, and you saw some ketchup, and he was, you know, he was dramatically playing a character that is dying. Right. Nowadays, because it's still allowed, you can blow yeah. somebody up, and you can see every piece flying around and yeah. stick it to the wall. If you look at Tarantino, hey, how right? So when you see the evolution of like fifty years of television movies. Right cinemas and gameplay right that's that's tremendous and i think oh, yeah. there are nowadays uh video games where you can buy and advertise on land so basically you walk in this twenty-five thousand square mile land and all, all of a sudden you see disorganized productions podcasting now with mark sorry right right you only have to buy for it in but so basically what they're trying to do my opinion is this beautiful world that's created by by, by call it God for for what this perspective yeah. of God is, but you know by the Creator, the, the, this is the things that are real and realistic. They say no, put your headphones up, put your VR glasses up, and there's your new world. You can do right. everything. You can play every character that you want. So if right. you're really a big guy like three hundred pounds and you only drink shit, uh, drink. Uh, uh, Coca-Cola and ships. You can yeah. be a healthy guy online, you know, right? Back. So yeah. it's all in the mind. It's crazy when you see Absolutely. how how that goes. Absolutely. So, okay, I got some questions for you, uh, Mark. Sure. Sure. And I love this conversation already because like like said, I love to skip branches like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna write an address. Can can we can we cap it at two hours, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do that. So we got Fifty uh, minutes. Yeah. Or that that will do. That will do perfectly. Perfect. Thank you very much for your time. Mm -hmm. Um so my 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 question will be this. Yeah. Would you uh, did you ever know that when you were bringing up flat earth files of uh, flat, flat earth? Yeah. Uh, I like to be a critical thinker that that's more in in, in my perspective. Yeah, that that you were getting so famous that that there was going to be so much attention going on about that topic. No, no, not not even close. No, I mean when and and believe me, I did not get try to get into it for fame or money or, or any of that stuff. Um, it was a cry for help more than anything, which was I I consider myself a, a fairly clever problem solver. I did high level tech support for for software for years, and. When, again, I wasn't getting any younger, so I, this was part of my bucket list. It's like, all right, I'm going to look at the conspiracy, which I swore I would never look at because it's so stupid. And as I was looking at it, it's like, well, again, I should be able to solve this. And I couldn't solve it, and I couldn't solve it. And so when I finally got into it, when, when, when I first released the clues, I knew there was something happening because people were contacting me that shouldn't have been you know, like coast to coast and, and other, you know, some fairly big podcasts at the, at the time. And then some people were calling me off the, now put, granted, I put 
my contact information out there so people could get a hold of me. But that was deliberate because it's like, all right, can you guys solve this? I know the internet as a hive mind is very intelligent, mm -hmm. right? They people they, you ask a, a big group of people, there will be somebody in there, the law of averages that will figure stuff out. And but for the first six months, I didn't even know if it was gonna it was gonna work at all. I didn't know if it was that. I mean, great, there were people contacting me, but I wasn't sure until um until TFR uh, there was a network out here that, that wanted to have me do a podcast and right after that happened there was a lady out at um there was a network out in New York City called True Television and she she goes look she go, and she was ahead of this thing she absolutely knew she she knew and she goes look this this is generating so much buzz it's unique she goes but it's but it's an easy term people know the term but they don't know the term she's going this thing is going to be big and she, she created a, um, a promotional reel that she was going to pitch to her television network. And you, you can imagine, right? You know, it's like, okay, you know, what project is we have? Rebecca, what do you have? She goes, let me tell you what I got. I got flat earth. And she rolls this thing on screen, right? Uh -huh. And afterwards, her, the, her VP goes, Rebecca, can I see you in my office for a minute? Right? They fired her. Hey. Oh my God. And they did. They fired it because this was back in 2015. They, there's like, there's no way you, we are going to put a flat earth television show. She wanted to do a reality show and she wanted to do it like they were going to start filming it in 2016. Uh -huh. and she was, she was way ahead of this. But when I knew, okay, my, I, you want to know when I knew that this thing was going to go was uh -huh. when there was a Rolling Stone article talking about Kyrie Irving, a professional basketball player who had done, there were layers to it, to where people were reacting to reacting to reacting because it's like, wait, are we talking about this now? And like everyone started talking about this. Uh-huh. And, but the the big thing for me, of course, was the the documentary, which I don't know if you ever watched, um, Behind the Curves. Behind the Curves, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where those, again, that started out, it was, it wasn't even, that wasn't even supposed to be a thing. People don't understand that 99% of the movies that are produced in this country, in the United States, you'll never see. They're, they're, they're shot. You can shoot movies all day long. You can, you can have a couple million dollars to shoot a movie. But unless you have somebody to distribute it, a network to put it on, no one's going to see it, right? Uh, yeah, now, then you could put it out on YouTube, but how, how much traction is it going to get? Mm. So what happened was they shot the movie. There was just this Hollywood group. There was an offshoot of another Hollywood group it was basically, in my opinion, just kids that were they were doing this as a side project. And they're like, well, it's not going it's never gonna do anything. It's not like we're gonna get into film festivals, right? Because uh -huh. if you don't have a buyer right away, you have to apply to film festivals in different in different parts of the, the country or internationally. Yeah. Every place they submitted, oh my God, they got into so many film festivals constantly. They're, they're like a, because it was so unique. And then they said, Well, it's not like it's gonna sell. It's not like we're going to actually pick up a distributor, right? And immediately, like, um, iTunes picked it up and Amazon picked it up and, and YouTube read. And then finally, Netflix picked it up. And I knew that day that when it happened, because my email load doubled, it, like, overnight to where, and I was already getting a bunch of emails. And all of a sudden, it was like, I woke up and it's like, what? What the hell? <laughs> Why is there so many emails? And I was, I was, I was asking people, it's like, has something happened yesterday? It's like, oh yeah, it, the, the documentary was released on Netflix. I was going, oh wow. I had no idea that Netflix was that popular. 
Huh. You know, it was. I didn't realize that. I knew they were number one, but I didn't know how number one they. Were. Yeah, or that you that they, that people dig in that topic because you get right. so well, many. That that too. It was it, again. It was unique, and the 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 title, even the title, it made people look. I sat in some of the film festivals with audiences, and people felt safe watching it because it looked like you were going to make fun of flat earthers, and they did for the most part. It was yeah, yeah. They they took they took shots at us, no question. Totally and agree. I, the producers hated us. The director hated us. You know, and, and in fact, it got worse for them because they realized by the time they got to the conference that this was a thing, right? And and they didn't know how to spin it. Uh, so because it was supposed to be just a generic human interest piece, but they said, "Well, we got to take a we got to take an angle against because this is this was getting too big, and they didn't want us talking to kids." And and the irony there, and I actually wrote one of the producers this year or last year about this, was that. Because it became a Netflix documentary, that meant that it was media sanctioned, which meant that science teachers all over the place now could use that without any repercussions. You know, it's like a, there's a big difference between a YouTube video and a Netflix video. Oh. So a science teacher would be like, well, it's Netflix. It's family friendly. There's no bad language. I'm going to have my kids watch it. Didn't sure. And because of that, I, I lost count of how many classrooms that now I wasn't invited to go to the school itself. It was always a video conference. You wouldn't uh -huh. be dumb enough to, to bring me into the class. But I had tons and tons of kids, more kids watched Flat Earth content because of the documentary, which was, again, funny for me because part of their angle in the documentary was they wanted to make fun of Flat Earth so the kids wouldn't watch it. Uh -huh. And yeah, it was, and it turned out, it turned out great. So yeah, the, in the end, um, no, I had nobody had it. Nobody had no, any idea. No, it was gonna. It was gonna. But, but was it good? Was it good for, uh, for you out uh, for the community to, uh, to dig more into these topics that you that you had a more, uh, a questionable, Barry, questionable audience that would ask the right questions so you could dig in. I, for example, have uh, on on Monday I will have David Weiss. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so I have, I have David's great. And David, by the way, had should have been in the documentary and he almost was, you know, he and I met for the first time down at that conference in Raleigh wow. uh, and you, and you didn't see him there. He was just getting into it to where he was, you know, he was, he was, he was there, but he wasn't, he wasn't generating a whole bunch of contract. You know, the app wasn't even near being done. Uh, he hadn't, he hadn't gotten his routine down. And, um, no, but David, David and I, he, he's great. I, I just, in fact, uh, I had dinner with him at, um, uh, Flatover. Uh, Flatover? At Flatover Fest. It was great. And, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping to convince him to actually do a, um, a presentation. He hates going up on stage. He hates doing, you know, he loves talking to people on video things. He yeah, hates yeah, up yeah. On stage. And I don't blame him. It's like, no, public speaking is, is definitely not for most people. Um, but I, he's got so much material that I think I could walk him through uh, a Q and A uh, mm. that he that he could do. I mean, you'll love it when you have him on. I'm sure you've had him do stuff. He hits you. the The reason why he he does so well is he figured out how to because initially his first interviews did not go well because he made people angry. You know, people people got <laughs> mad. You know, because he'll belief system because of the. Yeah, uh, the things that he provided, just like it's so contradictional against our beliefs, right? That offends people, right? It's, it does. And to where now, he can't, I don't know if he did deliberately or just worked out that way uh, naturally, 
which was what he does is he hits you with so many scientific facts, your facts. That's where he, the thing is he, he's reminding the people, he puts people on their heels because he reminds people of what you're defending. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll rattle off just, it's like, you know, how first you don't answer, you know, how fast you're spinning, you know, on its axis, how fast is it's traveling around the sun? How fast is the solar system flying sideways? How fast is our milk, you know, Milky Way galaxy traveling? And it's like, none of the people know any of this stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, why are you defending something that you don't know? Right. How are you defending? You know, you don't know the details about your own universe model. So why are you defending it? You don't even know it. And yeah, then I- all of a sudden, and. And he hits them with so many things. You can see the silence kind of, you know, he shuts them down to where they're <laughs> like, like blood is running out. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh crap. I don't know anything. I'll, and again, the, the, um, uh, I'll give you a, a great line, which is um, from George Orwell. You know, the guy that, that wrote 1984. Yeah. He wrote in 1946 in this, um, I can't remember if it was a Gazette newspaper or whatever it was, but he goes, he, 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 can't, he wasn't a flat earther. But he said, you know, it's interesting. He goes, you go down the street and you ask people how they know the earth is a globe. They'll just say, what are you talking about? It's it's known. It's a known thing that it's a globe. It's like, really? How do you know? Then all of a sudden, again, that look in your face, it's like, then the wheels start grinding because like, wait, it's not that you know. You've been told. told. You told. You were told this. And your parents and their parents going all the way back past your family tree for generations and, you know, dozens of generations. So the question is, again, yeah, in 1946, how did everybody know that it was there was a globe? 1946, NASA wasn't even founded until 1958. Mm-hmm. So how did you know? Nobody had a spaceship. Nobody had rockets. Nobody had, and it's like, well, you know, and, and of course, physicists will say, well, because of math, it's like, okay, so you didn't know. You were just told by people that said they probably knew. The question then b- becomes, if you have the tech to finally see the world as it is, like it is mm-hmm. in 1960 when they had the tech, and it isn't, but you've been telling people it is for a long time. Do you tell the people? No, no, you can't. I look, no, I, I no, defend. Absolutely not. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. This is like, it's like, go ahead. I think it's very fascinating that when you look at old cultures and old maps and stuff like that, yeah. I, I loved, I was addicted to ancient uh, uh, buildings and, and, and monuments and stuff like that on, on uh, uh, Discovery Channel. Sure. Um, and then you saw all these old cultures that basically draw a flat earth map with uh, with the Sheol and with, with the dome right. above it. Yeah. So how did you came up? Like, we are still don't know. Maybe we have a theory how the, the uh, pyramids in Giza are, are been made. But but we, we look upon these cultures like, wow, that's fascinating. Oh, we, we did it. You have no, we have no idea. The, the no. pyramids were. But but when they say the Earth is flat, oh no, that's that's crap. So once you 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 say okay, it's very astonishing and fascinating how they do it, and we still don't know how. But yeah. about the the theory that the Earth is flat, no, that's stupid. Yeah, how? I can't get my I I can't wrap my head around that. You know, it's funny. That's that's how my journey basically started when I was when I was making the clues, which was you can go to Google all day or whatever search engine, just type in ancient cosmologies and click on images, and just walls and walls and walls, and everybody drew the exact same thing. Of course yep. they would, because the stars go you know over the the top of us like a you know like in a curved in a curved motion. It doesn't take you know it wouldn't take anyone very long to figure out. It's like, oh, well, then we could just draw the whole thing as a big, as a big snow globe. Yeah. You know, navigated through the stars for 
centuries for dozens of centuries. Right. The Vikings, the Polynesians, they, they were famous about navigating by stars. So how could you navigate when you're spinning around in this, well, let's say chaos of speeds, right? because it's 66,000, 39 million, blah, 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 blah. Right. How could you be navigating every single century, not like one day, but centuries, yep. yeah. with the same thing on the sky? Absolutely. But well, yeah, of, it, that was one of my bullet points. Yeah, yeah. The the short version of that is the zodiac has never changed. No, no. right. It's like look, the zodiac that people have looked at for a you know hundreds and thousands of years has never changed. And, and again, the average person would be like, so what? It's like, so you don't know what parallax means, you know? That there's there here's a star that's ten years light light years away supposedly, and there's one that's a thousand light years away, mm. and no stars are crossing paths. The the, no, the stars no. never move out of position. And you say, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, it's a problem in that the Earth and the galaxy and the solar system are flying. That's the one that usually throws people, by the way, which is like, oh, no, the it's not just that the Earth is spinning around the sun, right? It's the solar system is flying sideways like a, like a, like a fleet at mm. half a million miles an hour, right? And that, and that is only one of the, the other motions, which is like, that's way, way faster than anything else. Oh, by the way, that's... Oh God! There's so many different things I go into, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you send, like when you send, like if we're going to send a probe to Jupiter, mm. when it gets to a point between here and Jupiter, there's no gravity working on it from any side. So if it's the plate is flying this way, right, that probe's gone, right? It's like you're, it's yeah. like you're dropping a ball, like a golf ball, outside of a car window when you're traveling. It's like, oh yeah, that golf ball is going to stay with you for a couple bounces. It's gone after that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it, it just lost in space. What, what? That's that's most fascinating for me, Mark, that when you talk about some topics, and it doesn't matter what topic, about yeah. people, their belief system, and you know a little bit more, or you question the, 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 the right, uh, so, so you question their belief system, right? they come up with some answers that you can say, this doesn't make sense. How about this or how about that? Then they start to think. With the normal topic, they would say, oh, that's fascinating, or I have to dig into it, or tell me more about it. When it comes to flat earth, it's it's like a no-brainer. Oh, no, no, you're stupid. No, give me an argument. Give me something to have a dialogue on or a conversation on, but that's not going to be. That's not okay. going to be because they sh somehow the system shut off. Like, like uh, Well, for, there's there's two reasons for that. One, it's too big uh, for most people. The, the flat earth is too big of a concept. It's something you can't walk away from. It's real over here, over here in the United States, we have the best and finest of all conspiracies because we're evil. And we can bury things in the desert. If, if, if you don't want to, like JFK, great example, mm -hmm. right? If you don't want to think about it, you don't have to think about JFK, right? It's like, but like, remember, like I told you that, that drunk guy that called me like 15 times last night? Uh -huh. When flat earth gets in your head, it's not going away because you can't run away from it, right? It's the exactly. whole world. You know, it's it, once it's stuck in your head, you realize um, um, it's kind of like the the Neo Matrix thing. I mean, if you remember, the Matrix was like we you don't they don't tell people after a certain age because they start to freaking lose it. You know, and I was actually worried about that when I when I first started talking about this and making this video series. I was like, you know, percentage wise, there's a percentage of people that get into flat Earth that might absolutely snap. And I was, which leads me in my other thing, which but it never happened, which was great. Turns out when you collapse the universe to a giant studio apartment, mm -hmm. simultaneously, you feel more comfortable because it's like, oh, that's a nice apartment. 
You know, it's if you, yeah, you lose space, but at least you don't have to worry about asteroids hitting you or gamma rays or X-rays or black yeah. holes or whatever. Yeah. But the other the other thing why people don't get into it um, is is the um, uh, they defer to authority. Um, I don't know if you remember the um, it's a famous experiment. It's done all over the place called the Ash Experiment. Wait, no, it's I'm sorry, not the Ash. Well, that's one of them. The Milgram experiment. Oh, Milgram with, with the electro uh... the electric shocks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where. The, if you guys don't know what the Milgram experiment is, please look it up, which is um, what they figured out. And again, the scientists were absolutely wrong. The scientists thought that, oh, okay, if we put somebody in a room with an electric shock thing and asking somebody in another room questions and they answer wrong, we give them electric shocks. We think that they'll only kill the people with electric shocks maybe less than 4% of the time. Right? Because but it turns out a little a little bit higher. Yeah. It turns out that because people defer to authority, like as long, basically they figured out as long as the guy with the lab coat and the clipboard is standing next to him going, no, yeah, do it. Go ahead. Do it. It's part of the experiment. You got to do it. Right. <laughs> they killed the guy 60% of the time. Oh, 60 wiped him out. And, and again, that works the other way, which is you defer to authority. If authority, scientists, NASA, whoever tells you it's a globe, 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 mm -hmm. over and over and over. That's burned into your head to where if somebody comes at you, like you were saying, and say, it's not a globe. You're like, oh, how dare you? How dare you? That that person there, yeah, I, if I, my grandfather worked for NASA, you know, and they would lie. It's like, well, they would, again, they would for your own good. Meaning, but thing is, and now I just want to do a, uh, a quickie, like a half an hour, because okay, go I ahead, love go that ahead. you enthusiastic, and uh, I want to uh, ask you some questions. But well, I know I that be, there was. A, I will be brief. Uh, I think the, the movie was called The Experiment. It's been brought out twice in in the late seventies, I think, and in the late nineties. It's basically um, volunteers, like fifty people, volunteers, and uh, they pinpoint like uh, you are the guard, you are guard, you are guard, right? So oh, you I know this one. Prisoners. I know this one. And they put yeah. some things up to them, and it turns out that the the uh, the prisoners have no rights at all. Nope. But the guards don't have any rights either, but because they are guards and because they're looked at as a higher being or yep. pretend to be a higher being, shit right. comes down the fan really hard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a brilliant movie about how psychology works. And uh, it's the same with the, with this uh, Milner uh, the Mil the Milgram experiment Mil yeah, and, yeah or Milgram or the Milgram, or the yeah. simpler version which would be the Ash experiment which is um uh, you've seen it many many times where like great example is you put people in an elevator five people in an elevator they're all actors right mm -hmm. and you have a six per you open the elevator door a person walks in and then the five people change directions right they uh -huh. face a different different wall of the elevator than they should be right. And that sixth person eventually will do the same thing because it's it's basically the the peer pressure experiment. Wow, uh, I and, saw that with uh, people um, with an experiment that that somebody was rubbing, yeah, um, like a restaurant. They were rubbing. It was a big guy, you no know, bigger than normal. Yeah. So everyone was an actor, and these two guys who saw who saw that happening, uh, police came and. Uh, People would talk, oh, this little guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, little guy. This guy was bigger than the rest. So yep. they, come, they, they line them up with the big guy in it, and yep. everybody is pointing on the little guy. 
Yeah. And eventually, they break it and said, well, maybe our perspective was a little bit strange. Right. Well, am, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Am I wrong? So because of the, 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 the narrative of the rest, you would, you would probably put your own belief system to the side. Yep. And th- this is a nice word. I think this is one word that we hear a lot in the community uh, perspective. It is how you look at things. What, what is your belief system based on so that you can dig in and that you can open your mind for some topics that are maybe very controversial to you or maybe are, um, t- yeah, to be afraid about the real truth. I think right. that that's one of the things, right? It is. It is. People, yeah, the, the truth can be scary. And I'll use a, a quote from one of our presidents from World War II, um, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He goes, it's an interesting quote. He goes, he goes, only give the people as much truth as they can handle. It's like, yeah, that's about right. We got all sorts of truths that we don't want to tell the people because, well, it's not going to do you any good if we do. Huh. But, but with that comes also that we live now 2024 already, but for, yep. I think, for the last 30 years, uh, especially with the internet, people, well, 40, 50 years ago, there was a teacher and there was a, a police officer, uh, a mayor and a doctor in your in your community, right? and they would the guys with the knowledge. Yep. If you were sick, you go to the doctor. If you had a problem with the law or something like that, you go yep. to the police, and the teachers are going to tell you how to live and what to do. Sure. And they, they were authorities. Right. No problem with that. Until we got the internet and you're going to research some stuff. The, 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 the funniest, no, not the funniest, the fascinating thing about the people I talk nowadays to on this community, but also on more topics that are very controversial or uh, conspiracy theories, blah, 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 are people are willing to really dig into some things they can't have a PhD for that or a doctor or a professor in, 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 in these kind of topics. But they use their they use their, their brains and their mind to figure some things out instead of yes. no, this is that and that is how we're gonna be. Okay, let me see what Google says about that. So you dig into Google or in Brave or in whatever, and you have a four or five narratives, four or five um um outcome. And then you make up your own plausible truth. Hey, wait a minute. I think it's more like this or more like that. But nowadays, people tell us, no, no, you, you, no, you can think for yourself. Please do not yeah. because you're, you're going to be a critical thinker. We don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that, that, that YouTube is putting um, official wiki links underneath certain topics. I saw that yesterday. I just like, what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flat Flat Earth was the first one they did it to. Um, January sixth. You know, uh, the the insurrection that was done under there. There's at least like a dozen of them now. To where? Isn't Sorry. Isn't it crazy that all the topics that you try to to find that are not there, that it makes you more curious? Why not? That if for it me it is just like my yeah. dad said, don't smoke because it's very evil. Oh, what's that then? Yep. Don't drink too much because you're going to be drunk. How is it be to be drunk? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, they probably should have rethought that, which is, there's a great quote, which is, human beings love a mystery. And by default, if you're putting, it's like, oh, no, that's a conspiracy. You shouldn't look at that. And, you, you know, the average person's like, well, as long as nobody's looking, you know, yeah. they're going to they're gonna dig into it. Sure. And I've had lots of people that, that are curious about that. 
as what my co-host Karen, you know, it's if you have to write an article about it, if you have to write articles against it, chances are there's something else going on. Yeah. And so yeah, that's and and that's worked in our favor for a while. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when you think that somebody is a conspiracy terrorist, it's yeah. a conspiracy. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, no, that's a conspiracy that your belief system is based on because I'm just a critical thinker. I just question thumbs things that you don't. That's a different thing. I, I, it's not like, oh, I'm now the new conspiracy guy. No, no, I like to think and talk about topics that other people are not willing to share some information or to think about. And yeah, just like I said, here in the, in the Netherlands, there's a new law and they say basically... Uh, when you bring out some uh, stuff that we don't like or that's not based on the truth, okay, yeah. uh, then it's a conspiracy. So my question is, well, but when I have some facts that your truth isn't the truth and my truth, which is could be considered as a conspiracy, is the yeah. truth, who's, do, who's debunking who? <laughs> right, right. Over, over here, we have the media-sanctioned conspiracy. So... They're not a conspiracy if the media puts their stamp of approval on it. So yeah. it's a scandal. Anything anything that that happens that the media is like, oh, no, no, this, we're going to approve this. It's a scandal unless somebody dies, in which case it's a tragedy. Mm. And everything else, though, is a conspiracy. And it, and it drives me nuts. It's like, dude, I could, I could. Again, the, the line I throw at people all day long over here is I go, resolve these two statements. Everything on CNN is absolutely true. And everything on Fox News is absolutely true. You can't have both because both <laughs> sides say the other one's lying. So, and they say, okay, well, Fox News sucks or CNN sucks. I go, go, fine. There is fake news. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, but that doesn't, you know, once you get them, once you crack the door open, you can, yeah, you then, can kind of wedge your way in after that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mark, but, um, yeah. I have 10 questions for my podcast guests always. Okay. I'm going to leave me. them for a little bit uh probably for the for the last couple of minutes because i got some questions from some listeners and from some uh, uh some people around and i have basically two slides of all <laughs> no not this one okay but slides oh. of uh, some some notifications that are made when i'm listening to the podcast okay and um i'm just gonna ask you some questions a few of my listeners had okay. so uh okay um, oh, and I see on my on my whiteboard that we didn't cover so many topics that I want to talk about, but we can do probably a part two. We can do it. We can do another yeah. one. That's fine. So, um, what's your favorite conspiracy, except Flat Earth? My favorite conspiracy, other than Flat Earth, would be um, Roswell. Hey, play, play, plain and simple um because everybody did everything there's no plot holes in it everything did did what human beings would do which was a ship i'm not going to say who they were who mm -hmm. crashed in the in the in the in the farmland the farmer got mad because he thought it was the air force he goes into town to yell he yells calls the cops the cops call the military the military goes out there military has no idea the commander of the base is so excited because the war is over. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a hero. I got a flying saucer. He tells the press. It takes a couple days for Washington, D.C. to figure it out. And then by then they call the base back. It's like, dude, you're retracting freaking everything. 
He's going, we do not need this. And right then, the whole flying saucer thing was pulled back. There's a wonderful television movie on it uh, from the 90s called Roswell with Kyle McLaughlin and Martin Sheen. Watch it if you get a chance. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, I love it again because everyone did. And the farmer was paid off. Everyone was paid off. And they told and the and the one and they they used uh, one of the base officers as a uh, as a patsy and basically made him look bad. It's like no, it was a weather balloon, and that's how the origin of the whole thing started. It was great. I, I loved it. I, I loved the the whole how it went down. So no, it's it's, it's fun for me because it the, it was natural. It felt natural the whole way. It's like yeah, everyone knew nobody knew what they had until they did. And by the time they did, they realized, like, oh, crap, we told everybody. And so then they had... It was this this mystery that everybody would look at and everybody was having the answers, but the the, the, the screen players didn't know what happened. <laughs> no, no, it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, the players didn't know. And the only guy that knew for sure was the base commander, and he wanted to be a hero twice. It's like, yeah, he goes, you know, I'm sure he was bored. 1940, what was it, 47, you know, a few years after the war. It's like, mm. it's like, yeah, and he was so excited. I'm sure he, the wind was taken out of his sails when Washington called him. And anyway, next one, mm. what do you got? Okay. Um, what's your opinion about Ricky, Rick Dubay? Because of Eric Dubay, because Eric nobody, Dubay. is he vanished or something like no, that no 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 he no no in fact it's the opposite he's fine he's doing his thing eric and i have never officially talked officially um he got into it a little bit before i did in 2014 um he is his his listeners he's still got a, like he's pushing 200,000 subs on on youtube you could type hmm. in eric debay you'll find him his chat his his only problem he's never been to our conferences he's never been to meetups there's never been anything like that he lives in thailand he teaches yoga um, the, the reason he has problems is because he's very anti-Semitic and because of that, and he mixed it in with flat earth. So he would like do no <laughs> two of the extremes. No, yeah, exactly. You know, flat earth, flat, flat earth video, flat earth video. Adolf Hitler's the greatest guy in the world. Flat earth video, flat earth video. <laughs> what? What the That's hell? That's a yoga guy. And, and it's not a short video. It's like four hours long with Adolf as the thumbnail. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? And because of that, no producer would touch him. Uh -huh. And they called. In fact, I tried to reach out through my stuff and like, look, the producers told me to tell you, stop it. Yeah, yeah don't do that. It, they're never going to touch you. And about, so, no. Yeah, sorry. How about Sean Hibbler? I love this guy. He, 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 he's on Sean Hibbler makes wonderful stuff. I like Sean Hibbler. I put Sean Hibbler videos on my channel. Yes, he is an Eric Dubay fan, mm. which is why those two, and and which is why Sean still thinks that I work for the government. Okay, great, fantastic. Eric's oh, leaving. Wow. I didn't talk to a government puppy. Who thought? Yeah, about exactly. That? Oh yeah, yeah. We're watching <laughs> you right now. Don't go anywhere after the show is over. No, no, no. I was going with, with, with uh, uh, two. No, three weeks ago, I was getting a phone call from a Dutch uh, mobile number, and it, this was this uh, Indian guy talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Is it Rob? Uh, yeah. So, what do you want? And he said, uh, "Yeah, we caught you uh, with fraud." <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> he said, "Look up. You see the helicopter? They're coming for you." I said, "Bring them on. Bring them on, man. Come no, on, bring them they, on." They don't. They don't do that in the states. But that's a good one. I like oh, that. Oh, I, I was. It, it was so funny. So I said to him, "Please have a lot of success doing that." But makes no sense. Yeah, no. But, but Sean is no. really making really no, good, Sean, good Sean, moves. Sean, and I love this guy. 
He was Mike Sean. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go. He, he was uh, on uh, Firmamental and also on uh, Flat Earth Files. Uh, I will have him as a guest also. So, Sean, if you're listening, please give me a sign. But I know that my brother Raul from the Firmamental is uh, already uh, doing his job. Same as Snake. Shout out to Snake uh, Turbinat, who's making uh, a lot of my guests possible to talk to and to connect to. Of course. Um, yeah, I. it's such a... It's really a, a great journey already. I've been doing this now for three months. I have some really interesting guests. And, and uh, well, I got the, the, the creme de la creme when it comes yeah. to conspiracy and from Flat Earth. <laughs> uh, you, Mark, and, and no, David on, no. on Monday. Oh, David, David, you'll have a lot of fun with David. He'll be great. Oh, I have a lot of fun with a lot of people. And the, the funny thing is, these are people that are intellectually on the same mind level as i am already i it does it doesn't make sense if i say that to people uh, out loud because they think oh uh, i'm either retarded one or no no it's it's like when you lift up the veil of some things some topics it something happens to your complete system yeah. you, you look at the world at with different eyes when you i do just like I said when i look to a movie i can't look at it i never yeah. thought did these halo uh uh, video games like pew, pew, pew. Never, never was interested in that. Never. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so I have, <laughs> this, this is a great question uh, from uh, my, my girl. And she's asking, what about the 24-hour sun in Antarctica? That proves that the earth is round because it's only circling like that. Right. What's your, what's your basic thought on that? Uh, basic thought is there's got to be a, and thank you, by the way, for, to her for asking that question, because in my opinion, uh, it is the weakest part of flat earth. Does it kill it? No, because most people don't get it anyway. Most people don't know three-dimensional thinking. And mm. so, yeah, 24 hour sun in the North Pole, easy to do. 24 hour sun in Antarctica, extremely tough to do unless you have more than one light source, unless something else is going on there that we don't know. Um, do I do I think it's flat Earth killer? No, not 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 at all. We've got way too many other bullets in the gun for that. Um, mm -hmm. But the only answer I have is there's a, another light source going on there because I have talked to photographers that swear people I trust for the most part that swear that there's a 24 hour sun uh, in Antarctica. However, we have people in our community that have watched. In fact, David Weiss will tell you. Ask him that question next week. Mm -hmm. That there's some some video footage they're show, they're showing gaps. In the 24-hour recorded sun, uh, you know, from our stations down there, which are military. So, is there something weird going on down there? Probably, but I mean, other than we that, can't I figure it out. So that's yeah. one of the biggest questions, also, we, right? So, we, yeah, we don't know. And plus, Antarctica is off limits. So for me, I don't really care that much. No, 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 no exactly. And, and like you but said, there are too many other. There are too many other uh, things to debunk. Uh, way below. too many other. Way, way too many, many other. Yeah. yeah, but but I like it. I mean, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad she's there. She's smart. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That, that that's one of the things too, because a lot of relationships because of one of these topics could break, because okay. people are on a completely different level, or you know. And uh, I'm very happy. I'm very uh, proud that uh, that I have her around because she's uh, like me, critical thinker, and we discuss about some things and. We don't always have a answer to our questions, but we still have a dialogue. Gotcha. And we still have communication going on, and that's 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 one of the greatest parts. And we, before we hopped on a, popca, a podcast, we 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 said to each other, um, 
Well, basically, I don't have any children. And that gives you a lot of time. And one of the favorite things for me, I'm not aging. Yeah. And you just, oh, yeah, yeah. you're just like 32 or was it? Who? You. <laughs> me? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You didn't age. You didn't age. Yeah, you don't age. That, well, I mean, not really. Not not, not like other people. Definitely not like other no, people. No, different. Completely yeah. different. Yeah. Different. Okay, we got almost 12 minutes left. So I'm going to okay. take, uh, I'm going to squeeze out full 12 minutes. Okay. Uh, the one I got. What do you think, do you believe in, because you talked a little bit on this topic uh, about the biblical, about the Genesis, yeah. we got a firmament. Is yeah. there a firmament? And so, yeah. What's, What's uh, on the other side? Yeah, or behind that? Um, for me, it would be an unlimited universe. And I've said this on a couple different things, which is if this world is 99.9% .9 conflict, meaning it doesn't matter how beautiful, how powerful, how rich, how talented you are, there's always something to complain about, right? You're always in a state of conflict. I think that's by design. I think that outside of this place is 99.9% .9 unlimited. You want to call it heaven, Shambhala, Nirvana, whatever it is. I think it's cyclical. I think we spend a short time here and then a long time there. And then we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because I'm a big believer in dualism. You can't appreciate one thing without the other. Hot without cold, oh. pain without pleasure, light without darkness, limited versus unlimited. And so I think you can't, heaven means nothing unless you go to a place like this where you're not suffering horribly all the time, but it's like a nagging suffering mm. pretty much all the time. You know, even if you were a monk hovering three feet above the ground in a Tibetan monastery, you still have to deal with mortality eventually. Even if you yeah. get rid of everything else, conflict will always follow you. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Nice one. Thank okay. You. What I'm going to do, Mark, is I'm going to put on my 10 fast questions. Okay. Um, I think, and then, then, then we're going to wrap it up. And uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a brilliant one. Do you hear the rain? No, I don't. Oh, I... I can send you some pictures. It's, it's been yeah. raining for two weeks now here in the Netherlands, almost constantly, and we're almost drowning. I, I got some feelings. <laughs> really, uh, I got uh, I put up. <laughs> well, I have this inflatable boat, and maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it up because uh, eventually I have to row to work or something like that. Because it's really, it's really. Let me know. Yeah, no, next I'll, week I'll there's going to be seven degrees uh, minus. So everything that's now here, we can skate probably on, well, basically on, on the roads because everything is flooded. Gotcha. Okay, so 10 questions okay. for my guests. Okay. For my it, guests. Mark, what's your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color is officially green, uh, and that's only because people said I look good in green. So, um, it, but it was weird because I don't wear green a lot anymore. I wear mostly black <laughs> because but computer. I used to wear, I used to wear a lot of green, but yeah, that, that my favorite color is green. Okay. What's your favorite music? Oof. Electronica. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, yeah, I'm a hard rock. I mean, I split between hard rock. I mean, give, don't get me wrong. I love Iron Maiden and all the, I mean, I love the Us Festival from back in the day, which was, um, heavy metal day, which was Quiet Riot and Ozzy Osbourne. Scorpions, Judas Priest, Van Halen, those guys, those are great. But I'm also a big Electronica guy. So um, Orbital, I loved a bunch of their albums from the from the 90s. Um, uh, Lords of Acid, uh, Praga Khan, who did his thing. He's from uh, Belgium. 
Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you ever into him, PragaCon from well, he did Pragmatic and um, uh, and and what last but not least, I, I don't want to leave these guys out. You want to listen to a great album? Listen to uh, an album by um, the band was Massive Attack. Oh, and, and the 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 album was called Mezzanine. And I I bring that up because that's the first song that Neo is listening to in his headphones in the first movie, but you don't. It is not on the soundtrack because the soundtrack is very heavy metal. You know, it's Rage Against the Machine and Marilyn Manson, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and Deftones and stuff like that. So yeah, there you go. Wow, and and it's I think it's a very uh, it's a tricky question because music is for a lot of I just you know. Yeah, you no, I get that too. Too, but I'm, I'm and stuff like that. If, I, if I'm not listening to rock, I'm listening to electronic, and that makes me pretty weird. Okay, well, but <laughs> somehow I love all these weird people here. My uh, got it. Okay, what's your favorite film or series? Oof. Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Period. Um, that is when they they started shooting that in the late '90s. the The greatest year in the history of movies was 1999. You can look at that look that up us on IMDb. The second greatest year in movies was 1984, but Lord of the Rings was the perfect series. And it ended, I think it was, what was it, 2003, was, the, was Return of the King? And it won, you know, it, it swept the Academy Awards. And I and because of it, I actually, it was the only movie where I actually traveled to another country to see it. So I went to see The Shire in New Zealand, because the whole thing was shot in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most of it was, was shot in the South Island, but The Shire is in the North Island. And it turns out it's the number one tourist attraction in New Zealand, period. Wow. And a beautiful country it should be. Oh, it's a beautiful country. And it's it's a wonderful story. So yeah, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. Okay. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is an unpublished works. It was one of the last things um, um, Mark Twain ever wrote called um, Mysterious Stranger. And it's a fantastic book. Uh, it's not even that long uh, about uh, kids in middle, uh, like 15th century, 16th century Europe uh -huh. who meet who meet the devil. And this is Mark Twain writing this, right? Okay. Who, who meet the devil and he shows them via things he does to the townspeople, different things. The, the, he tempts the townspeople, different things, how human nature works. And it is absolutely, it's just a wonderful, and I know when he wrote that, because Mark Twain took a turn for the 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 dark, because you know who he was friends with towards the the later years of his life? Nikola Tesla. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> and I'll, I'll send you a picture of him, and it's one of the only pictures of him and Tesla together. And oh. and it's like, yeah, it was really cool. Albert Einstein also was a new Nikola Tesla. They they also went to certain things, but it, yeah, Mysterious Stranger. Oh, Mark, I, I 100%, we, we can talk for hours and we, we, we will skip branches as a squirrel, but we still have something to talk about, 100%. Okay. Cool. Um, but because you, uh, we, we want to wrap it up, what's your That's favorite booze or beverage drinks? Okay. Um, the, the My favorite beverage would be a um, Bloody Mary. I don't know what they call them, but I think it's called, the, oh crap, they call no, it something. Bloody different. Mary. If you go to Estonia... Yeah, go to the Swiss hotel. Yeah, there's a Swiss hotel in Estonia. The there are two like they they are like the twin towers. One is an office building and one is a hotel. The Swiss yeah. hotel. There's on the 15th floor. There's a Davidoff suite. In a Davidoff suite in a hotel, you can smoke Davidoff cigars. Nice. Order there at that bar 
of Bloody Mary, and you will be astonished. That was cool. my best Bloody Mary ever. Yeah. Period. I, it, the, and and what I love about it is it can you could make them really plain and really boring, and where you can make them so elaborate. And and it really the the best ones have this wonderful combination of of, of ingredients in them. Um, I've made a bunch over the years, but yeah, Bloody Mary, no question. Okay, what's your favorite food? I don't think I have one. Um, if I if I had to eat, okay, if I had to live on a desert island for a year and only eat one food, it'd probably be some sort of pizza, because you could do so many different things with pizza. Oh yeah, so uh, very diverse. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So, how, however, if it was a last meal, if I was on death row, um, ice cream. Ooh, yeah. What kind of clothing you wear uh, the most, or, or what's your favorite? Oh, I'm I'm wearing it right now. Oh, I'm wearing uh, a pair of um, uh, Dockers and a Calvin Klein breathable shirt. That that is my favorite color. I've I've got a bunch of different pairs like this. I'll steal from Albert Einstein because at one point, you know, he stopped wearing different clothes. He bought like thirty sets of the same suit, and they asked him why. It's because that way I don't have to make a decision when I wake up in the morning. Oh, <laughs> what is a great one? And I'm, in your I, head, of course. And well, yeah, I, I've got various hats. Sometimes I don't wear a hat. That doesn't really make. I, but I've got a bunch of different hats. But yeah, for me, um, it's more of a uniform than anything else. I changed over to this. Oof, at least five, six years ago. This is pretty much what I wear. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, what's your favorite holiday de destination? Holiday destination? Pla favorite place I've ever traveled to? Yeah, uh, you can pick whatever you want. Oh, uh, probably Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, Auckland was one of those. I did not realize what a green city was when I went there, you know, where there's no trash on the ground, right? People pick up everything. There's no clutter anywhere. It was like it's almost like a video game city in a way, you know, where you walk around video games and everything just so pristine and, and nice. No, Auckland, New Zealand. If I, if I if if the United States was wiped out and I was transported in some sort of emergency jet, I'd go take me to freaking Auckland, <laughs> even though they drive on the other side of the road and it'd probably crash me. So. Oh yeah, that's because you drive on the left side, right? Yeah, we, we yeah we drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, yeah, depends on how what's your perspective on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's your favorite quote, uh, Mark? Uh, treat others better than you treat yourself. That's it. That's, that's the message I give for people to going through life, which was, if you think about it, whatever you're going to do now, that does not mean that you should just lay down and let, let people run over you. Of course, you know, you know, respond in kind, but yeah, when it comes to daily life, I'll never do a malicious thing to anybody else since I got into flat earth, because I believe in a creator. Now I believe that somebody's watching at all times. The karma is very real. Mm. So yeah, treat others better than you treat yourself. Does it? And that's the side question. Uh, uh, did flat Earth bring you close to the Bible? Absolutely, it did absolutely too, did. Uh, because again, if if this place was built, then there's a creator. Now, does does that mean that that creator is pick your God here, one of the five mm -hmm. major, major religions? Not necessarily, but whatever whoever built this place at least is one step closer to knowing God's phone number than us. Hundred percent. And it's like, and, and people over here have said that, that there's been a huge influx of people back into the church in the United States because of Flat Earth, mm. because it took them from 95% to 98%. And that little percentage, it's like, it's like, yeah, I was really kind of stagnant with the church. No, I'm back in now. 
And I think a lot of people kind of like real quick, kind of like why the, the, the astronauts wouldn't put their hand on the Bible and say they went to the moon. Because once you know, mm. then you're rolling the dice. Then you're like, okay, now, you know, you know you're being watched. You're still going to yeah. lie? Yeah. You're going to make that big lie? Which is why, the, I mean, seriously, why would the astronauts treat that Bible like it was radioactive? I know why. Because I wouldn't touch it either. It's like, hell no. I'm exactly. not, no. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense all the other way. No. Okay, last question, Mark. And then we're we, perfectly in the two-hour schedule. Wow. Okay. What's your life motto? My my personal life motto, other than treat others better than you treat yourself, um, if, if I had to do a second one, which would be learn from mistakes. Meaning, and by that I mean, don't learn just from your mistakes. Learn from everyone's mistakes. Don't be the guy, like the kids, you you know, like, like have you ever seen kids that, that put like a coin in a light socket? I don't know if they do those here, right? You see kids, like one kid will do it, right? He'll get shocked. He'll cry. Kid right next to him will pick up that same coin and put it in the freaking socket. It's like, no, no, learn from that guy. It's like, I, there are so many things that I don't do in life because I've watched other people. I mean, go, seriously, go on to YouTube and type in fail army. Yeah. I just want to bring it up. Fail and, army. Yeah. Yeah. Fail army. It's like, it's like, <laughs> you see that you watch enough things like, yep, that's one thing I'm never, never going to do ever. Like, you know, like when buy a trampoline. Sorry, when you do something stupid and somebody says, wait, I'm going to record it, don't. Yeah, yeah don't. You're, you're going to no. fail 100%. You're going to be on YouTube. And it, and it helps. It has helped me, it's helped me my entire life. I've learned from, not, again, not just the things I've done. I observe a lot of stuff. I absorb as much of the world as I can, both the good and the bad. And yeah, I will, I will look for the patterns, which is like, I look for it. It's like, oh yeah, it seems like that particular hobby or, or profession or whatever it is, that is a high risk thing. I don't know if I want, and the, and the penalties are horrible, therefore I'm not doing it. So, and look, I've got all my, my hands and fingers. I'm still, I'm still plenty fine. So there you go. Great. Great. Well, thank you very much, Mark, for hopping on this uh, podcast on Disorganized Production. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I did. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, I, I will, uh, 100% are going to contact you to do another one and we can, we can, we script, uh, we, we skip. Uh, branches like a squirrel, as I like to say. But now we have collected some nuts, and we okay. can we can we can skip the branches, but we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, happy to some it. nuts. You just let me know when, and and uh, I'll be there for you. Okay, thank you very much, Mark. Have a brilliant for for the listeners. Have a, a brilliant morning, uh, day, or evening, no matter where you are on this beautiful plain planet. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. everybody. I've been running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And he can't fulfill my dreams I've been running for all my life the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And couldn't fulfill my dreams He's pain in the ass Black as night God show me light Hold me tight I've been running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always right
and doesn't fulfill my dreams. God show me the light. Please hold me tight. I've been running for all my life to the devil on my heels. He wasn't always right. Couldn't fulfill my dreams. I've been running for all my life. Dreams.